you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest. Her name is Melanie Ramone. Um, she's a Divi user. She's a WordPress user. She comes from the wedding planning industry. She helps entrepreneurs and service-based businesses start and thrive. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of topics today. Melanie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for inviting me. This is such an honor. Helping uh, other entrepreneurs is one of the coolest things in the world because it's like you send out this ripple of positivity and value out into the world. So I, I love what you're up to. Um, and we're going to get into like your tech story. But first, like your story, what's how did you go from like wedding planning to helping entrepreneurs and wedding planning to helping service based entrepreneurs? What's the what's the story there? <laughs> well, um... The short version is that while I was doing weddings, I started in Italy and then I went to Mexico. And at the beginning, everybody was like, you're crazy with those prices. Nobody's going to uh, hire you here in Mexico with those prices and that mentality. So that was true. I started um, having clients come to my office and in my face tell me that's too much money for just wedding planning. And no after no after no after no, I, I went to the U.S. And I said, hey, beautiful people, there's Mexico and it's so beautiful and it's warm and sunny and we have such beautiful villas. So I started bringing people from the U.S. to Mexico to get married. And not to the typical places like Cancun and stuff like that. And people started hiring me. And in Mexico, they were like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God, she sold for that amount of money. And then people started noticing because I had a lot of work and a lot of weddings and um, people start calling me for conferences like wedding entrepreneurs going to summits and conferences. And then uh, there's an association of bridal consultants in the U.S., and they hired me to do the brand, one of the branches in Mexico. And one of my tasks as director of state was to share my knowledge. So I was like, what knowledge? And they, they gave me a lot of uh, topics to, to choose from and I could replicate them. But I was like, no, 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 I want to do my own stuff. So I went to, to see who was teaching what. And I was like, okay. This is covered, this is covered, this is covered. But nobody was talking about the business side of the wedding business, like the struggle struggle of people telling you, no, that's too much money. No, that, no, 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 you're crazy. So I was like, ah, I'm going to teach you this. And then when I was doing the, the process of what I was going to teach, uh, I went back in time and I remembered what I was struggling with, like, the doubts and the self-confidence and the not worthiness and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to teach how to prize and so that they can see what, what this, what's worth it. Right. 
So I started doing that and it was a great success in the front page. Like there were like 32 people uh, and I was charging really good, but only five people paid. So it was a flop for me. <laughs> but those those 32 people were like, oh my God, this changed my life and this and that. So I was like, okay, this is crushing, but I will keep on going. And then I did the second generation and the third and the da, 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 da. And then some part of my, 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 I don't know, it's my God, my body or something. Uh, people from, from the wedding industry that were not wedding planners started coming to the, to the training, like photographers, makeup artists, uh, banquetings, caterers, etc. So I was like, okay, this is more than just wedding planners. And then I changed it to the X, Y, Z of the, 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 the business still talking about worthiness and self-confidence and stuff like that. And like the process of branding, soul branding. Uh, selling without selling, that's how I call it. And um, yeah, and then architects started coming, retailers, uh, graphic designers, etc., etc. So yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm flowing with the world. That's awesome. Well, I have a lot of questions for you. Um, particular, well, one that pops out, you mentioned the wedding industry, people couldn't believe that you were able to charge as much as you charge. So basically premium pricing, I think it's well known that like, you know, people will shell out more money at a, for a wedding. It's a really important life event, but what, what kind of advice do you have for premium pricing or being confident about your price or setting the right high price? If it makes sense to do premium pricing that anybody could learn from if they're like a coach offering incredible value. Oh, uh, I'm going to split that answer into two parts. The first part, if you're service-based, um, I think it's all about costs and be aware of the costs that you pay to deliver a service. So the, the back end of your tech uh, systems, um, the, the front end, like the, the, the office, the lightning, the microphone, uh, your computer, etc. Your your employees, if you have any, or if you're in that stage of solopreneurship. Anyway, costing like how much do you pay for rent? How do you do you pay for coffee? How do how much do you pay for all the supplies that you're using to deliver your service? And once you add them up, it's a no brainer that you have been undercharging because you didn't think that people were going to pay for it. But when you see the number that you already pay, you're like, this is what it is. It's not being abusive. It's not being a bad person. It's not me charging overpricing. It's just what it is. And economics, like just the rules of economics is like, you need a profit from the cost because you're not there just for being mother Teresa, you are there for being a business, right? And you want to scale and you want to uh, innovate and you you want to grow like every human being, I think. So that's number one. And number two with coaches, I think uh, it's also about the costs. Like what do you put into the cost of your 
whole thing, either your on-demand evergreen product, the time that you uh, serve on doing the, the workbook, the worksheets, the, the, the recording, the editing, the audios, the, the content creation, uh, the studying. You have to study a lot to serve at a high level an outstanding level that actually gives results to the people that come to your to your uh, coaching program, right? And I think the the bigger the transformation you can give your clients, and the amount of energy that you put on it, and the time that you put onto it, then it's where the 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 value of your time you can charge one dollar per hour or you can go to the to the minimum wage of your country and then start from there and once you build your confidence and your experience you can go further and further and further until you get to the price range of uh paying yourself as um i don't know how you say that in uh, in in english but like an expert the more skills you get the the higher you get paid per hour right so those, those hours that you're actually working to build your business and to serve your client, those should be put in your cost. But we usually don't because we undermine the time that we spend with our clients. And I got that when my father died. So I was working so much and serving my clients to the highest level, not charging premium pricing because I didn't know how to charge. And I missed so much time that I could have spent with him, but I was too distracted to serve my clients. And I was not even earning the good money, right? So that life-changing experience rewired my brain. It's like, I don't want to live in the shoot up, I want to live in the, if I am going to spend my time away from my family and from the people I love, it must be very valuable. And that changed a lot of perspective. And it's, it feels like it, it it's my mission to, to tell the world about this. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome. Um you're, so you have the subject matter expertise that you then were able to apply outside of the wedding industry. You found a bunch of unlocks in the mindset and, you know, being real about costs and stuff and, and the value of time and life itself. What, uh, how did your technology skills develop? Cause through all this, you're, you became like what I call a WordPress professional. Like how did that happen? <laughs> You are going to laugh from this story, Chris. <laughs> so I was I was working in events in Italy, and I think I had a, an event to Thailand. And the, the rep called me and I said, Yeah, just hold a second, I'm going to my to my computer. And while I was talking to him, I I felt a crack on my back. It was like ah, and I I ended up in the floor because I couldn't move anymore. And I was like, I cannot talk, I cannot talk, I, can, I cannot move, I cannot move. So long story short, the ambulance comes and picks me up. <laughs> it's so bad. 
And they bring me to the hospital and they're like, uh, you have a hernia. You have to stay here because we cannot move you. We need to to unswollen the, the swollen thing. And I spent a week in the hospital or a week and a half. I don't even remember. It's so long time ago. And I was I was a freelancer back then. I didn't have my business. And after coming out of the hospital, I needed to stay for one month doing nothing. Bed so rest. I, was, <laughs> I was in panic because as a freelancer, if you don't work, you don't need get money. Yeah, you don't need. <laughs> you don't pay rent. You're it's like this catastrophic story in my they're going to kick me out that i'm not going to be able to pay this da, 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 da. so anyway i was stuck in the in the in my bed not doing anything but i could do the computer thing and we're talking about 2005 wow okay yeah and i learned how to code somehow wow there was no youtube so no tutorials so what I did was to copy one of my websites that I did pay for uh, webmaster for personal shopping and I copied everything and I just started reading the code erasing seeing what what disappeared and I was like oh 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 okay and and some blogs the blogs helped me back then and I built my website for the weddings I have no idea what I did I just was so curious I didn't have money, of course, but I was curious about what does this work mean? What does the code mean? Da, da, da. Let's erase it. Oh, everything disappeared. No, no, no. <laughs> put it back. Put it back. So that's how I started with coding. It was HTML. Then WordPress came. And a friend told me, why are you doing that? It's so easy with WordPress. You just install it. Da, 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 da. And I was like, how do I install it? It's like, it's fine with Fightzilla and blah, blah, blah. And she <laughs> taught me and I was like, oh, this is so easy. But I, I'm telling you this, that was like 2008, 2009. But I had already the skills of coding and CSS and stuff like that. And then when I met WordPress, I fell in love. It was so easy. Of course, it was easy for me back then. But now I see that some people are still scared because it's new. But I'm like, no, no, no. WordPress is the thing. It's so easy. And now with all the things that you're like just clicking install, da, da, you don't even have to do the database thing and the username and password stuff. So, yeah, that's the story of me. <laughs> well, then when does uh, that's awesome, by the way. And we got into WordPress around the same time. For me, it was around 2008 as well. That's awesome. What um, when does Divi come into the picture? Because you've you've been with the Divi uh, experience a lot. Well, um, this is a recent romance. Okay. I think Divi I started using in 2017, 2018, and I fell in love with Divi because I had a problem. So I would spend a lot of money on themes and then I get bored. Or your design taste would change, right? Yes. Right. 
Yes. So I was like, okay, let's do another database. And so in one website, I had like four different databases because I wanted to change the experience for the shop and this and that. And with DV, I don't need to do that. Just one database, I can change the, the, the look and feel of every single page, of course, with the, you know, a theme and colors and branding and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, and I can change the colors and I can change the, the typography and I can change the, 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 the sizing. I fell in love. It's so easy. Even more for me, at least it's more easy than buying the theme. But of course, the themes are great. Themes are ready to use and you just tweak whatever you need to tweak. But I just fell in love with Divi and it, because I fell in love with DB and then I, I came to Lifter LMS and I was like, can I use it with DB? Yes, you can. I was like, okay, let's buy it. And I saw a lot of platforms. And actually the two things that made me fell in love with Lifter, and you're not asking me this, but it has to do with DB, is that it was so easy and helped me in my anxiousness uh, and on patience that I have and that I could use DV. And I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm staying here. <laughs> what, what brought you to like shopping around for a learning management system? Like what, what in your business at the time was like, I need an LMS. Um, I think the coaching it was the coaching and that my life was changing. I was moving back to the Netherlands and somehow it felt I was losing stuff uh, because all this environment for my business was built in Mexico and I didn't want to lose that. But of course I wanted to be with my husband. So I was like, um, yeah, Maybe, maybe if I put it, because I, I discovered that I repeated the same things every time. And on the one-on-one -on -one consultations, the questions were the same as well. So I was like, why do I keep repeating this when I could serve the people over and over and over and over again through an on-demand system? So I started inquiring. It took me more than a year, eh? Now I could write a blog post of all my findings, but I even paid another, um, probably it's your competitor. I paid for a month trial and it just overwhelmed me, overwhelmed me. It's like, this is too difficult. I'm never going to finish. And then I had a, a meeting with them and I talked like, I found this. And I talked about Lifter LMS, your competition. Eh? <laughs> so I was like, why should I stay with you if this has this and this? Because once offer LMS and once offer membership. And in my head, there, there was this big idea. I wanted to build a community and a forum and this and that. And then I talked about your product to your competition. It's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense that you stay with us because this has everything you need. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then I, I, I canceled that and I bought... Um, but yours and what uh that's awesome what what else what else do you like about lifter 
uh, you. Like you, the team, like... I think it it's what I call outstanding service. Like I know if I get stuck, there's one day of the week that I can get a hold of you like humanly uh, and not just tickets and stuff, which we do have that. Yeah. But I love that. I absolutely love that. And it, I think it's, um, have you heard about the Blue Ocean strategy? I have, I've read the book. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's your blue ocean strategy. Like that you cannot find anywhere. It's all about like non-human to human, just ticket to ticket. And you always find like you listen, you inquire, like it makes me feel that I'm loved and cared for. And I love that. Like that's priceless. He's not paying me to say this, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate that. And and Will and Kurt and the whole customer success team and everything, it's a it's a big part of what we do. And it's like you said, it is an obvious blue ocean where a lot of people on the internet, it's like a faceless company and support is like outsourced and tried to get the cost down and the human one-on-one -on -one is just not there. So we try to just do the opposite. So uh, I'm yeah. uh, thank you for saying that. Um, you mentioned that coaching, you found yourself like being repetitive. So you kind of wanted to productize that. And, uh, what advice would you have for somebody who's kind of doing that where they're, they're getting some success and they find themselves repeating themselves all the time in their service industry? How, do, how do you productize it? Or how did you think about that? Well, I think the first step is to uh, deal with what you have in your head that about the non-possibilities. Like I used to think, no, 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 it's very important for me to be there. And, you know, the connection, which you can adapt into that. Um, but I think um, it's about the way you look at things. At least it was my story. And then about serving people. If you love serving people like I do, then you get more time to serve people. With the with with the system, the LMS system is they can they can get there and get the juicy stuff over and over without depending on your schedule. And also you can with one product, you can help more people instead of just one by one by one by one. There's only 24 hours in the day. And um, there's only those amounts of spots during the day that you can serve people. And then you can, from there, you can grow your 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 process, like coaching calls, group, grow, group coaching calls, like you do. I think those are group coaching calls, which you serve people. Like, I wouldn't think of a question that some uh, other lifter user has brought up. And I'm like, oh, I always learn from those calls, even if it was not my question. So I think that's the power of bringing your knowledge into video and to an LMS system. 
That's awesome. Um, one of the things I love about your story is how international what you've done is. Like you speak Spanish, you speak English. I think you speak Italian I do. and maybe Dutch as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've heard Thailand, Canada, and some other countries involved here too, I think. How... And if you go to MelanieRamone.com, um, it's mostly in Spanish. Uh, how yeah, do you... I'm working on the English version. I took the English version off because I was concentrating on the Spanish people. But now that I'm back in Europe, I do have clients in English. So I'm, it's going to be in English soon again. Awesome. Well, how do you... Like if you were to advise an entrepreneur to like who wants to really not just serve their country or serve the world to serve the world instead. Like, how do you think about going international? I think that with internet, everything is possible. Like with social media and internet, it's just connecting with yourself and what you want to speak to the world. And then it's like, honeys and bees if people connect with your message they will come to you if you connect with somebody else's message you will go to them if if you connect in a way that resonates with you then you will buy whatever they're offering if not you will go some somewhere else so for me it was again destroying the limiting beliefs that i thought only in the place that I lived was possible. And like life showing me that people from other parts of the world were interested in what I was talking about in social media, which is only sharing my story and what I know. And I was like, oh, like one girl from Ecuador, one from Canada, one from uh, Argentina, one from Germany, one from Switzerland. And I was like, what's happening? When did this happen? It's just the message that it connects. And then because I was catering the people in Mexico, but I needed also to take care of my time frame, it helped both sides of the world. And then magic happened. But it's only because I'm doing the thing online. When I was focused on my brick and mortar uh, business, I wouldn't have happened. Like it did because I went to market in the US. And so the publicity was there and then they brought people here. But my presence was there. So it's kind of the same, but it's easier. Yeah, it does. It is, it is easier. Do you make social media content in multiple languages or do you primarily stick with one language or how do you think about multilingual? Uh, when I was living in Italy, I used English because of my, my, both my friends would not understand me. So I would not speak Spanish or Italian. So I started with English. And then when I moved back to Mexico, I was only talking in Spanish. When I moved back to the Netherlands, to Europe, now the Netherlands, it was like, what do I do? So I went back to English. But my, like the people that know me, like the Italians that know that I speak Italian, I do the consultations with them in Italian. 
the people in Mexico that know that I speak Spanish, they hire me and I do the consultations in Spanish. And the people that don't know me, but listen to my English, if they like my accent, my Spanish accent, my Mexican accent, then they will call me and they will hire me. Like I had from Canada and um, Indonesia. Um, so just magic happens when you when you show up being your true to your to your thoughts and what you believe in and you share it to the world which is very courageous it took me a while well we'll circle back to some of that mindset stuff in a second but just at a if you were to give some general advice on how to get clients what would you advise um somebody out there who's trying to help a certain type of person okay if if they have uh, online business? Yeah, they, they want to build an LMS site, courses, coaching, community, whatever, or a mix of those. How, how should they get clients or what, what are some strategies that have worked for you? Okay, the male way <laughs> would be go inquire, find your people, like um, find groups on Facebook, on, on there's forums for whatever like artists or moms or um, entrepreneurs or single women entrepreneurs or married women entrepreneurs, uh, dinks entrepreneurs, like whatever you're into, go to find the groups and see what they're talking about. Like, what are they struggling with? What are they complaining about? And listen like read and maybe just type your your answer like help someone without trying to sell them in those forums in those groups facebook groups uh um i don't know if in on instagram there's group but anyway just go and find the people and look what they're struggling in the comments lies the juice so if you go and look for them you will eventually find someone that makes a click and if you serve without pretending that they they buy they will start noticing and if you on top of that start sharing even if you don't get any likes at the beginning they will come because you are putting yourself out there that's what i did with the weddings there was no social media but i went to forums and i helped brides and then when social media came like now it's different from at the beginning, but also I, I looked at the comments, like what were they complaining about? And I made it my blue ocean strategy. To help people without expectation. Yeah, I think it's the best magnet there is. And also it helps you find your, your voice. And, um, and eventually they will buy. I think Steve Martin said this and Oprah, like uh, Steve Martin said, be so good that they cannot ignore you. And Oprah said something like, be so damn fabulous that they cannot not see you, right? Because when you do things with the heart and really well in an outstanding level emotion, whatever uh, stage you are on your business, people notice right i think so i, I really believe in that i think i've in my journey i've taken a similar strategy and it's you know just helping people 
it's, it's really that simple. And just the fact that you don't have like a million likes on things or whatever, people are watching. Most of the internet doesn't touch the like button or drop a comment, but they're watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've talked a bit about mindset for yourself and your clients. What, what do you think is holding back? Like there's limiting beliefs. You mentioned, um, oh, I'm just limited to the people in my immediate area or, um, or maybe I have some self-doubt about why would people buy from me or whatever. But what are the main limiting beliefs that you think most entrepreneurs would benefit from examining and see if they can overcome or have this belief? To go on to LMS system? Or more just as an entrepreneur. And they're like, especially in the beginning, you know, and they're, you know, they, um, they're in that mode where you were talking about, well, I'm in the bed. If I, if I can't work, I can't eat. Like, it's kind of scary. Like what, yeah. how, how do we get the momentum to carry us through all that? I think one of the, I will talk about the, the limiting beliefs and then the momentum. Um, I think they're separate. One of the, the most common limiting beliefs that I've heard is there's so many people already doing that. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to do that. So many wedding businesses out there or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, to that, I would say, yeah, but you are you. And everybody tells you, you are you. But just the fact how you tell things, how you do things, it's different. Even if a thousand people talk about the same, they not all clients are for you, right? So even if there's a thousand people doing the same thing as you, they're not doing it the same way as you. And they don't have your personality. The thing is that sometimes we want to, to be somebody else because we think that by being that person, we're going to have that success. But the success lies on, on us on how we do things and embracing those things makes the magic. The other thing, the most common, and I had the, I had them all, by the way, I don't have money. I don't have time. Um, and from a girl that didn't have money and did not have time or mobility is like, when you really, really, really want to make a change in your life and you don't want to feel defeated on yourself, like, there, there's a way, there's always a way. But the reason, if you have a strong reason why you want to make the change, then you will find a way. You will find a way to make money and you will find a way to make the time. So for me, for example, I was a waitress. So I was in the, the freelancing on events, but I also was waitressing at nights. So uh, me was like, I don't have time. I don't have money. Yeah. But when the life got me like, don't move. It's like, nobody's going to come and rescue me. Nobody's going to go and work for me and then give me the money. I'm going to get kicked out of my house. And the parenthesis is that I had lost my house before. So I was homeless for months. And that was a nightmare for me as a foreigner. Uh because also Mexicans are thought to be like the illegal ones to go to the US. So I was like, oh, this is a nightmare. Um, so I promised myself that I didn't want to go through that ever, ever in my life. 
So just the thought that being stuck in the in the bed was going to make me lose my house, that was a no-no for me. That, that's what I call a strong reason for me to move, not my, my butt in that moment, but to move in whatever manner I can, right? So if you find a strong, compelling reason why you should do the things, even the ones you don't like doing, then you get momentum. And then you find a way for all the rest. Like just selling gum in the street will make you 10 bucks and 10 and 10, 100. And then you will make the money. And the time, I always use this analogy for whatever. So if a client calls you and books you an appointment, he's going to pay you a million dollars. Would you cancel him last minute? Uh-uh. Of course not. You're going to get there. Even if you don't like, the, like you're down that day, oh, oh, you're going to shower, you're going to do whatever, but you're going to go to that meeting. But when we allocate time for ourselves and we don't want to do it, we cancel on ourselves so easily. So I always say, treat yourself like if you were a $1 million client. You would not cancel on that client. Why do you cancel on you? And that's how you make time for you and your business and to build your business to the next level, innovate or whatever you need to do to go to that level. But of course, you need the, the strong reason. If not, it's like you're going to negotiate with yourself. It's like, ah, yeah, but not today, maybe tomorrow, maybe later. And then you go on procrastinating and then it's one year, one year went by. Does it make sense? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. One more question for you, Melanie, when it comes to technology and, um, you know, these entrepreneurial ventures, what's the, what do you, and you, you, you adapt as you go, you're moving around the world, you're facing challenges. Um, it sounds like curiosity is a big thing that like, you know, you got interested in tech and coding and WordPress and sites and uh, building businesses and stuff like that. It also sounds like there's um, there's just motivation to have a better life. And as you say on your website, to build the life you deserve that the business supports. Um, what else like kind of carries you through all that? Because that's a lot of change in one lifetime. That's a lot of learning new skills and trying things that that work and things that fail and then rebounding like what what else is there besides curiosity and a desire to keep leveling up um i think it's it's from the need of progress and creating mm. like um i think I think when you're happy, when you're doing whatever you're doing, you don't even feel like you're going to, to work, right? So um, when, when you keep on creating and innovating and like it's buying different shoes, like today you're going to, to, to wear the, the pink ones and then the red ones and then uh, whatever, right? So for me, it's, progress 
Like if I, I feel I'm moving and if I feel I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm learning new skills and, and I'm um, adding value to my bucket, like I have this bucket of value and the more skills I add that I love, the more I can build the life I love. And that makes me happy, not 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 someone else, not my mom, not my dad, not my friends, not society. Um, me, what makes me happy? Like, oh, I, I feel I feel so happy helping someone like uh, either transforming a space through the weddings because, you know, bright seagulls get stressed. And then I'm like, ah, no, don't worry. Don't get stressed. Look how beautiful. And that brings me joy. And now it brings me joy to help people build or transform, not their wedding, but, but their businesses, like finding their own voice and raising their voice, not like we're yelling, but like talk, say what you, what you believe in and build your business around the lifestyle you want and not the contrary and that will fulfill you and in the way because you're continuing walking and growing and expanding it's natural to learn and then you get curious your priorities change so for example 10 years ago maybe i didn't want to learn about how the brain works but now i do or 20 years ago, I wanted to know more about trends and now I'm for the classic. So you evolve, your brand evolves. It's okay to change while you are growing and learning. So it is curiosity, but it's also evolution of your own self through life. That's amazing. That's Melanie Ramone. You can find her at the website, MelanieRamone.com. Any other places where people can connect with you and uh, any final words of wisdom? <laughs> uh, you connect with me on, on Facebook or Instagram through Melanie Ramone or at Luxur Mel. Um, final words of wisdom. By Lifter LMS, really. <laughs> <laughs> I am in love. I should be an ambassador. Um, but I truly, it's so simple to use. It's friendly user. Like if you like Mac, you you will love Lifter. Um, friendly to use, easy to use. You have the backup. You have the community. Uh, they're, they're geniuses. Like they will find a way, which I love there's always a way to fix whatever you're trying to do. And if there, if it doesn't exist yet, they will inquire and find it, find a way, which is amazing. And be brave. Take the risk to do whatever makes you happy and build the business that you love and makes you happy. Well, that's awesome. Thank you, Melanie. Thanks for coming on the show. And thank you for shining your light and doing what you do out in the world. We really appreciate it. Oh, it was a pleasure. It's, it's really a pleasure to be here with you, Chris. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com 
forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.